You're listening to the Incomparables Total Party Kill podcast, in which a group of friends play Dungeons and Dragons on the internet for your amusement. This is episode number 199, posted August 2019. Ooze on first. Welcome back to Total Party Kill. I'm your Dungeon Master, Tony Sindelar, continuing our adventures here on Dragonforge and Associates. Uh, joining me today, it's Monty Ashley. Oh, hello. I am still playing Melek, the tiefling wizard. It's also Sarah Barbar. I'm still playing Rizwin, the dwarven cleric. And our leader, Jason Snell. Yes, Peter Dragonforge, Bahamut lover, paladin, human. And special, In that special, order. special, special, <laughs> and special guest stars, uh, Brian Hamilton. I am a bullywig fighter slayer. Uh, I play Shtek, who is currently showing uh, the rest of our party a bunch of pretty mushrooms he found. Mm, you're, you're actually a lizard folk. There's just that wasn't an option in the character builder. So. I'm a lizard folk. You <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Bullywogs are frog folk. people. For some reason, they make frog people player characters and not lizard people. So, you know, no expense was spared except for that expense. Uh, and last but not least, it's Jane Ritt. Hi, I am also playing a lizard folk named Kroka and her alligator named Bash. And previously on Dragonforge and Associates, cut off from the rest of the team, Peter, Melek, and Rizwin are trying to explore Undermountain, trying to find back to our, our, their way back to their friends. Uh, they seem to have made a temporary alliance with some lizard folk uh, in the form of Shistek, who they might re- they remember from previous Undermountain adventures, and uh, new lizard folk Kroka and Alligator, Alligator, Alligator? Bash. Um, everything was growing great until Peter opened a door unsupervised and found a strange mechanical construct uh, that appears to be kind of scorpionoid in nature. Um, Peter, <laughs> uh, please roll initiative. <laughs> also, everybody else, roll initiative. I, I would like to say that my, my uh, I would like to take take the uh, the reaction of closing the door. <laughs> All right. Do we see any more of the uh, around the cave down here? Uh, yeah, I'll reveal more for, for all of you. All right. So, uh, all of you except Rizwin get to go before the construct. Um, so, uh, I guess you can really go in whatever order you want, but Melek, you get to go first. You, you have seen Peter open the door, perhaps do some nonverbal reaction. And what do you do? So I cannot see the, uh, scorpion from where i am in the middle of the i room. don't think so i think you're in the middle of the room there's a lot of bookcases around um you only have the general you probably can't even see the doorway you have the general idea that peter is unsupervised near a door uh i will take my move action to go up here you now see a slightly open door and a robot scorpion on the other side of it i'm gonna magic missile that scorpion all right does that make noise by the way i mean only to those with the wit to hear the so Peter's, yes. Sorry. Peter's trying to close the door and then and then bolts of force energy shoot <laughs> out and he's like, all right, okay. <laughs> Hands off. Mm-hmm. It's okay. The bolts will go through the doorway and they'll hit the scorpion for eight. Uh, okay. I don't have to roll uh, anything. It's great. Yep. Uh, the scorpion looks more powerful. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> he likes uh, it. Yeah, he already saw it, you like it was looking at us with its robot eyes. <laughs> uh, Shastek, you are over in the cave. Uh, would you like to explore the cave more or would you like to do something different? So uh, you see I a bunch not- of. Go ahead. You, you see a bunch more mushrooms. You hear the sound of dripping <laughs> water. You know, all, all that great cave stuff. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm. I can assume I did not hear any of the uh, the attacks from earlier, so I'm going to keep going into the cave and spend, I guess, my move action going as far into the cave as I can over here. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to roll a die over here. Don't pay any attention to this. Oh, interesting. And, Very interesting. And I'm also saying, oh, so look, I found this mushroom, but then if you look over here, this is where the water's dripping, which means it got more moisture and continuing. Mm-hmm. Would not have heard uh, what's going on in the room. Okay. Uh, Peter. Peter closes the doors, <laughs> shouts, uh, closes the doors, backs up uh, to, you know, backs up a ways oh, away thanks. from the door. Definitely don't stand between me and the monster. Oh, you're right. Okay. Uh, backs <laughs> up you. and shouts. Uh, monster! Uh, there's a monster outside the door, and it knows we're in here. Listen, the lizard folk aren't monsters. We've told you this. <laughs> you did not. I did not know that. Thank you for educating me. I might be a monster. Metal big, shiny metal monster. Croca. And oh, uh, Peter ready <laughs> such javelin to throw at the monster when okay. it opens the door. Sure. That's going to come up. Croca. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, so as interested as I am in the mushroom situation, I hear that mm-hmm. there is a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to move. And Peter is gesturing at the here. door. It's kind of come through that door. Mm-hmm. So you're heading back into the library. Yep. Uh, Bash is following you. Bash is following me. I'm faster than Bash. Um, and... What am I going to do? I think I'm going to ready an action for anyone, uh, I guess, for any metallic monsters. You said that it was a metallic <laughs> shiny monster, Shiny metal right? monster, yes. Okay, any shiny metal monster who crosses that threshold, I want to, um, let's see, close blast three. Uh, I want to target with my swarming locusts. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So, uh, it is the robot scorpion, also known as a Skaladar's turn. Uh, the door opens, and you see kind of the awkward sight of a robot scorpion using its tail <laughs> to, um... <laughs> To pop a door open. Um, Not only around nice. handles, then they must have. Yeah, the- <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that that has now triggered some some uh, readied actions, right? So Peter, you yep. you see something to throw a javelin at Croca. You yep. see something to sting. Pe- Peter throws a javelin and misses. Oh, great! Very efficient. <laughs> um, and does he cross the threshold? Uh, he's about to. Let's say, you know. If, okay, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, He's about to charge Peter, so. Okay, yep. So, um, as soon as they step through, um, it's going to trigger a swarm of locusts. Robot scorpions hate locusts. Yeah, 
It, it is that's well known. Flying books love this, um, so this will work out great. So that's going to be a thirteen versus reflex. Uh, the the robot scorpion is uh, nimbly kind of sidesteps the locust. Okay, it makes a horrible um, clanking noise as like it's six robot feet scamper to the side and scamper back into place. So it does create a zone, and that's mm-hmm. on an effect, which I don't think it depends whether or not it hits. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so um, is there a difficult a, terrain there? No, it's um, it creates a zone of swarming locusts that lasts until the end of my next turn. While within the zone, enemies grant combat advantage. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the robot scorpion is going to leave that zone. It's going to keep coming as it charges Peter, uh, and Peter, it's going to try and grab you with its horrible metal pincers. Um, It's doing all this on the same turn? Uh, yeah. Alright. It took a, it did a move, did a minor action to open that door, and then it's doing a charge on Peter. Alright. So, uh, Peter, an 11 verse AC does not sound very intimidating. So when you said horrible pincers, you meant qualitatively. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Shoddy work. Uh, well, I mean, the attack was not, you know, I mean, it it just got, like, javelined and buzzed. So it's, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Rizwin, you are next. You are over in the cave. Yeah, uh, I am. uh, So my movement is five. I hear commotion. I'm going to one, two, three, four, five. um, And I am going to, uh, I think, uh, Solindor's hammer, this friggin' scorpion, because I really hate scorpions. She's gonna hit a hit hit a uh, scorpion with a with a hammer. That's how we yeah. do things here. I'm just gonna bash stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bash is behind me, so maybe that'll help. Yes. Uh, what is my the modifier? AC of this robot scorpion is twenty. Well, Ooh. I just rolled a twenty-four. Okay, that'll do it. Um, he, let me know. I will tell you because of the robot scorpion's nature. I am very interested in the types of damage you do or attempt to do to it. For example, force damage was interesting. Um, uh, oh, was the the uh, is magic missile force damage? Yes, it is. Yes, I was going to use it to get out from under all those rocks, but you, I got dug out first. Well, this is a <laughs> divine and weapon damage. That's fine. That, I I mean. Theoretically, other creatures would care about that, but usually for divine, probably mainly like demons. So robot scorpions, they don't, they don't, they're not very big on religion. So. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm also going- That's a harmful stereotype. <laughs> Sorry. Most robot scorpions, you know. Uh, let's see. Uh, so I'm also going to use a uh, resounding Mordenkrad uh, mm-hmm. in addition to this damage, which I- Does that add like extra damage to it, or is that just the dazing? Uh, I forget. But, uh, in the meantime, I can at least roll yeah. damage for, uh, um, there's, uh, regular Morden, Morden grad. Yeah. Uh, which was 13? Maybe, maybe you'll just, okay, 13 damage is a decent amount of damage to my little robot scorpion. Uh, also, apparently, the, the next attack the target makes before the end of my next turn takes a penalty to the damage roll equal to my charisma modifier, which is plus two. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Um, I have not been paying attention to that. Oh dear. Um. Anyway, uh, uh, so the uh, the resounding Mordenkrad has a daily power. Yes. When you hit, so you could choose to use that power, but it's daily, so you only get to do it once a once per day. 
and yeah. when you hit, you daze them. Um, uh, so the the extra damage should be baked into the uh, character sheet attack there. I see. So the damage, the 2d6 that it's mentioned on here is not yeah. on top of the other one. So does that actually replace it then? Uh, yes, it's, 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 it's worked in there. So um, okay. I'm, I'm sorry, did you roll a crit? Is that what you're saying? I did not or... roll a crit, so I don't get okay. the thunder damage. So I'm, if that's the case, I'm actually not going to use Resounding Mordenkrad. Uh, okay. And I'm just going to smash him for 13. Okay. Um, um, and okay. that's, uh, do I have any minor actions that I feel like doing? Um, yeah, actually, the next time that Peter misses with an attack roll before the end of our, my next turn, you can re-roll that attack roll. Nice. Okay. Uh, next in the order is a surprise. Um, a, uh, Shistek, you hear kind of a loud splorching noise. Splorch. Uh, and basically a, 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 <laughs> in editing we'll 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 uh, we'll add a better splorch noise than my noise so erica, erica splorch um and a uh basically there's there's a pile of slime uh has landed on the the floor of the cave next to you that has dripped down from the ceiling um ah! and it's going to kind of reach out with a pseudopod and uh try and hit you Cool. Uh, but that I am rolling very poorly today. Uh, Ten versus fortitude. That is not gonna w w d work or do it, which I tried to say at the same time. Apparently, <laughs> but will it woo you? Yeah. <laughs> no, Talking not. is great. You pulled um, on that very well, I thought. All right. So yes, you have been attacked by a gray ooze. It has attempted to bone melt your bones, and it <laughs> failed. Uh, Melek, you are in the library. You're a coward. I'm sorry. Strategically placed behind Peter, uh, near a robot scorpion. Uh, you have also heard the sound of a lizard folk, sad or alerted, or I don't know. How much do we know about lizard folk? Maybe he's having a party in that cave. He keeps talking about the mushrooms. Um, I will hold my orb aloft and cast Beguiling Strands on account of magic missiles. Didn't seem like the best option. Can you tell me what type of damage Beguiling Strands does? Sure. No reason. Uh, my keywords are arcane, charm, enchantment, implement, and psychic. How's the psychic uh, damage on this robot scorpion? Uh, the uh, the Skaladar is immune to charm. Okay. Well, I'm going to roll anyway. I would have gotten a 24 if it did anything at all. Okay. So does that do... What kind of damage does that do? Um... Uh, psychic damage. Okay, so I think he is immune to the charm of the... Yeah, uh, he's yeah. immune to the damage and probably to the other effect that effect. be pushing yeah. him. So much of my stuff is psychic and charm and stuff. It turns out you are a very charming tiefling, but uh, this robot scorpion is immune Robots to your charms. Robots do not like me. Gadzooks! No. My signature yeah. catchphrase. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that you're introduced in this moment. Um, all right. Um, and uh, I will take a move. Of mm -hmm. one square. Shastek, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, you're face to face. Well, it doesn't have a face. You are <laughs> face to ooze. Face to yes. ooze with some ooze. Uh, there's a. So this is a uh, a small natural beast. It's basically just just imagine kind of like a pile of really old pudding is in front of you and it is uh kind of standing between standing it is kind of positioned between you and the exit to the cave back to where your friends are 
Uh-oh, that's not good. All right, so I'm going to, uh, as a minor action, use Duelist's Assault, mm-hmm. wherein I uh, assume a deadly stance and tear into it with deadly force. Not like that and I just get, civilian uh, stance that you're doing most of the time. Sucker stance, you call exactly, that one. Exactly, the civilian stance is uh, really boring. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But this gives me plus four to my um, damage rolls uh, against this one target, which does not have any um, adjacent enemies, and if it's a melee attack, which this will be. I'm doing a melee basic attack with my luck blade great sword mm-hmm. that is a 15 versus ac that'll hit awesome One i feel D10. less bad about attacking you in a cave all by yourself now that's okay this is fun we get to bond we get to hang out we get to tell scary stories by the campfire it's really great uh, i just wanted to melt your bones <laughs> 1d10 plus 7 uh that is 12 plus 4 for my duelist assault that is 16 uh Damage? Doesn't say what kind of damage. Damage. Sword damage. All right. You stab into the slime and you're just like moving your sword all around and it's leaving all kinds of horrible things. And somehow the slime is kind of like oozing acid or something, I guess. It's you're making a a right mess of things. (laughs) All right. Are you you're happy where you are? I'm happy where I am. Peter, you are face to robot eye with a robot scorpion. (laughs) All right, well, I am going to uh, attack with my mm-hmm. uh, log sword. You could shift to flank. Oh, it's uh, it's fourth edition. Yeah, yeah you should definitely also, shift to flank. This game's all about flanking. <laughs> oh, I forgot to... E- damn it. <laughs> even though Dragonforge and Associates has been playing this game for like five years, Jane actually knows the rest of D&D. <laughs> well, they took it out. I have, I'm playing a lot of fifth edition now, so I've I forgotten. Know. So can I flank diagonally like that, or do I need to shift that is, li- Nope, nope. The way you yeah. are is literally how it works. And then you yeah, get okay. a, yeah. a well, sweet the, plus you two. You can pl- flank with Croca or, or with I, I would say that Croca actually would be, because there's a bookcase in the way, you oh. can't flank with Croca. Oh, okay. So. Well, I'll right. flank. So what do I get for flanking? You get Plus com- two. Yeah. See? You don't need me. Combat advantage. <laughs> plus two plus, and I can re-roll. Were... I can re-roll if I miss, right? No. <laughs> no. No, I can. I've got. Uh, no, you I've got... can because I. Favor oh. of the gods. All oh, right. Yeah, oh, okay. favor of the gods. Yeah, yeah. However, that's favor of the gods. Sorry, related, I, I can't believe advantage. I didn't put this on the camera, but I'm going to do it now, having not touched the die. Yeah, that's 20. I rolled a natural Ooh, 20. Nice. So, uh, what you need to re- edition, re-roll that. Favor the gods. <laughs> Disfavor <laughs> of the gods. To. Um, uh, <laughs> So wow, miss. you're really, really outsmarted the dungeon so, master on that one. So uh, how how does this work in fourth edition, Tony? I how does, max damage how does your character. Uh, you do My max crit. damage, and if you have a magic sword, which I think I gave you, uh, it does some bonus. I believe that would be listed on the very last page of your character sheet. It does. It does a uh, plus one d six. All right. So, so you do max damage, and then you roll an additional d six. Does it have any other effect? Sometimes it, it like dazes or it, it does, does something. So, um, so max damage plus four, and that is uh, seventeen damage. And they're under my divine sanction. And if they don't attack me, they take more damage. If they all right, you deliver a Tony. It's ra- radiant damage. The again, robot scorpions don't go to church. Um, Good. So, at least this one doesn't. Uh, so, yeah, really get okay. into the backstory of this of this so robot se- scorpion. Seventeen you damage, know. and it has to attack me or take more damage. 
They used to, you know, this robot scorpion comes from a religious family, but he had a crisis right. of faith in his early 20s, and he's just, he's working through some things. Um, but because of that, he does not care about radiant damage. Um, <laughs> this and, scorpion is on Rumspringer right now. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to work some things out, and here you people are, beating it up in a library. Um, this He was just on his way to return some books before, the, uh, before they were overdue. And here are, you are. are the- are the books still flapping around this oh, yeah. whole time? Constantly. Being like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, you have delivered a, a thundering blow to this robot scorpion. It's all sparky and there's some wires hanging out and magic is kind of discharging and crackling around it. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's yeah. Yes. Thank <laughs> Bloody. Sparking. It doesn't have blood. It has sparks. Um it's bloody. Uh, all right. Peter, you all set? Yep. Kroka, you are on the other side of a bookcase now from the robot scorpion. Do we think that it would get an opportunity attack on me if I left? I don't think so. I think you're pretty well so. sheltered by that bookcase. Okay, cool. Because lizard folks got to stick together. So we're going to do one, two. Here. Mm-hmm. Um, Aunt Bash. <laughs> Bash is slowly walking back and forth yeah, across Bash the library, is, having not Bash done is, anything yet. I uh, just <laughs> crocodile, or sorry, 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 alligator, alligator, trundling He's back just and forth, waddling back and forth between the enemies, not quite closing. That alligator needs a skateboard so it can keep uh, up well, with you. Somebody didn't give me a skateboard, Tony. <laughs> well, it's your first um. session. You got to work. You got, I got to save something for you to get for a quest reward. Oh, so. right. So we are going to use Iron Breaker's Claws on this ooze thing, mm-hmm. um, which apparently uh, looks like the spirit of a great wolverine pouncing on my foe. Cool. So envision that. You could, yeah. If you want it to be something more lizardy, that could be okay, too. Like the spirit of a great iguana <laughs> yes yes it, it the spirit of a great iguana either would scare Shtek so badly yeah um like a specific then, great iguana like johnny iguana the first the pope of the iguana the, people imagine the can, greatest cannon. iguana that you can okay um so that is going to be a 17 versus reflex uh, what is the reflex of an ooze? It is not 17, and it is not a number, <laughs> yeah. not a number bigger than 17. Um, okay, so that is going to be 11 damage. All right. Well, I thought this thing was going to be a, a dangerous threat to you fe- people because it was going to be all alone here in this thing. But you have bloodied the ooze. <laughs> ooze on first? Not this guy. Oh, uh, uh, ooze has blood? Well, it's it has acid that is seeping out of its pores rapidly. Icker, probably. There's yeah. It's oozing. this thing is loaded with icker. <laughs> so <laughs> yep. Mmm. <laughs> all right. Delicious icker. Croca, are you all set? <laughs> Reference acknowledged. Um, I yeah, I think so. All right. The Scaladar is next. It will. Let's see. It could do a variety of things. Um, it's Peter's divine sanction. Oh, so it has to attack Peter. Can it shift to avoid being flanked, or will that provoke you in some way, Peter? Yeah, it, it, it's just normal combat in terms of movement versus shift for opportunity attacks, okay. and it's and my power is just on uh, on if it attacks someone, uh, one of my allies that doesn't include me as a target. Do, All right, do so I it's get gonna, an act 
an attack of opportunity? When it moves I think because it shifts, it's okay. So uh, it shifts. Okay. Uh, but it didn't go very far, so you'll be able to chase it down. It is now going to attempt, having failed to grab you with its horrible pincer claws, Peter, it will now use its stinger to try and sting you if I can roll a number higher than 10 on this d20, which I have not yet done today. I have not done that. I continue to not do that today. 13 versus AC does not sound very threatening. Nope. The horrible stinger, I guess. The horrible too. stinger lunges at you and totally hits a book in the bookcase next to you. It electrocutes a book. E. That poor it, book. The Scalador looks perhaps embarrassed about this situation. Uh, Rizwin, you are, Rizwin, you are next. Great. I'm going to go flank this thing. Okay. Like I do. Like a uh, steak. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and uh, tenderize it with uh, <laughs> Selindor's hammer. All right. Again. Um, which twenty two versus AC? That that'll do it. Tell me about Great. damage. Uh, seventeen. That's a lot of damage. How much? That is one more than you needed to kill Yay. my robot scorpion, who was not a threat to anyone. He was just a nice guy. <laughs> The robot scorpion crumbles to the ground into a, a just a pile of parts. Um, Peter, you gain five temporary hit points because of my death surge. Uh, all right. I love it. Uh, we also get plus two to attack rolls until the end of the next turn. Okay. Oh. Uh, I guess the slime is next. Um, a slime does not have much longer in its little slime existence. Um, I think the slime will attempt to bone melt uh, Shastek again. It's committed to its cause. Um, oh my gosh, this is... Uh, nine versus fortitude Shastek. Nope. All right, I'm not rolling that T20 anymore. As a free action, uh, Shastek laughs at the ooze. Uh, Melek, it is your turn. There are the parts of a robot scorpion in your vicinity. All right, uh, let's see, I guess I should go deal with this ooze situation, or try to anyway. I have a move of, I'm sorry, I have speed of six. Does that look like it'll get me down there? Can I see the ooze from there? Uh, I'm going to say you can't, because it's like around the corner. Okay. You're in a deadly cavern. You know there is an <laughs> ooze nearby. Then that is my action. All right, Shistek, it's your turn. You want to kill this May. ooze? Melee basic with my special make it a quarry kind of thing. Melee basic. Boom. That's a 30. <laughs> that is that basic. Got Unnecessary. 19, 19 plus 11 versus AC. Unnecessary. Roll damage. <laughs> Yay, I still get to roll damage even though I know it's dead. Um, one decent. Well, you might, it may not be dead if you don't roll a high enough damage. That's true. That is... 13? 13 damage. All right. It's still there, but it is bad. Oh! It's in bad shape. Uh, all right. Uh, Peter Dragonforge? Uh, can I... What's the deal with running in... Can I get down there fast, and does that work, or do I just have to take my, my move? You would get two extra squares of movement. You'd be slightly more vulnerable. I don't know where you would run to. That cavern is getting crowded with people. <laughs> There's like a dance party in there. Um, I mean, this the um oh the ooze isn't playing a banjo. That's just. Oh, I can go eight squares. I think I can get there. Maybe I can't. Right. I don't know. 
well, let's say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, I can I can get there. Okay. And Everybody get, loves the, the square point, square counting part part of Dungeons and Dragons yeah, Fourth Edition. It's <laughs> the best part. So can I can I attack it? Yeah, do it now that I've run there. Oh, awesome! You get a plus two, and I get a plus two because due to my death surge. Oh, that's great. Uh, so that's going to be a twenty-five versus AC. Roll damage. Uh, I need a D8. So that is seven damage. You slay the ooze. Nice. Kind of unnecessary. Peter Dragonforge to the rescue! So I look at everyone and say, okay, um, this wasn't a mushroom, just so you know. Thank you. You're Great. welcome. And Kroko walks out. So uh, <laughs> those doors are open. Should we go back that way now? I think we've found everything there. Uh, I thought Peter closed them. Oh, wait, the, no. Peter closed them and the scorpion opened them. Yes. You're right. Which I wish we could have seen that, but it was on the other side of the door, so we'll never yeah. know. <laughs> Kroko's going to have Bash head in first. All right. Does Bash want to roll a uh, perception check? Bash would love to. Um, what is an alligator's perception? <laughs> is this one of those, like, unanswerable philosophy questions? <laughs> it's not. The answer is 21. Oh, well. Okay. Uh, I don't think my dissertation looks so great anymore. Thank you all for coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bash is looking around. Uh, Bash sees that there's several sets of double doors off of this uh, long hallway you've discovered. Uh, I think Bash probably has... I, I, I didn't look up any actual facts about alligators. Do you think alligators have a good sense of smell or a bad sense of smell? Good. Yeah, they can smell a good. drop of blood. I feel like most things that eat other things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will tell you that Bash uh, gets particularly kind of uh, lights up to the smell of a swamp to the south. Ah. Uh. Can I check to see I, if the scorpion has anything on him? Uh, yeah. The you scorpion know, just, just does not curious. seem to have very many personal effects. He has two daggers and 15 <laughs> gold pieces. Seven wedding, wedding rings. That's a story. Hey, you know, <laughs> just checking. Yeah. It was a great ceremony. Yeah. Um, robot scorpion culture is rich and Look, complicated. He married a spider, okay? <laughs> mm -hmm. It's weird mm. that he had all those wedding rings, but was not himself religious. He was probably really conflicted about parts of that ceremony. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I feel bad about this all now right. that he's dead. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing down seven wedding rings. Okay. Yep. So, so they are, they're not. They, says, they are. They're. You know. They're each worth a, a couple coins. But yes, you have seven <laughs> robot scorpion wedding rings. What does a scorpion wear its rings on, Tony? Well, it has like. I mean, it's got like pincers, or right? So it has yeah. rings on its pincers. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like on the on the, the the thumb part, right? Yeah. So they don't go all. The, that would be like a a, a bracelet. A, a bracelet. Scorpion. Yeah. Scor These are Scorpions. rings, not bracelets. I know what I'm saying here. Bracelets are rings, but not all rings are bracelets. Is that true? Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, like physically, they're <laughs> okay. Well, I feel they like we. Kroka tells everyone that she senses a swamp to the south. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, we were thinking of going north to loop around to see if we could find our friends. So I keep feeling like we should do that. We also don't know the like 
canonical cardinal direction of anything. We're just looking at the map as things are. We uh, don't know you what know, direction things right. are. Can now that you're in a dungeon, dungeon things are very right angly. But uh, yeah, Rizwin, roll right. a dungeoneering check. And it, do dwarves have some special dungeoneering skill? Oh, they should. Uh, I, I definitely have uh, some good dungeoneering. Okay. I used to be able to sense when you like sloped down 10 feet. I love that. Uh, I rolled a 15. Uh, you feel that in general, north is in the north direction as oriented on this map. Excellent. Great. So, Excellent. So, uh, lizard, know. lizard folk, do you, do you, is there something about the swampiness to the south that intrigues you? Or should we just continue going north to get to the, uh, see if we can save our friends? Well, uh, we ignore difficult terrain in swampy areas, which is really nice, which means we can just kind of waltz in there, take a look around, and then come back if you want without any difficult terrain difficulties. Unless there are traps. Uh, that, that's valid. Let's yeah. go north. Or robot scorpions. Yep. Or real scorpions. Or robot, robot alligators that are unfriendly. Who built this thing? Or crocodiles. Uh, who did build the Undermountain? I want I to investigate this ro- robot scorpion. Is it like constructed? Halister, right? Yes, it is Halister? a it is a it is a construct, and I think Rizwin has concluded that probably uh, it was created by Halister Blackcloak, who uh, yeah. who built Undermountain, the Mad Mage. Oh. Uh, yep. It's unclear to what end. You kind of did destroy the robot scorpion without observing it in its natural habitat, so you don't know why did he have a robot scorpion, but. It's got like a big, as you look at it closely now, there's kind of like a big rune inscribed in its head. Uh, and as a construct, it probably has some sim- had had some simple set of orders that it was kind of uh, going to do for forever that it was probably given centuries ago and was has just been down here doing its scorpion business ever since. Malik, as, they- a, as a wizard, are you at all curious about what this what these books are about? Yes, especially that when you said you found one that had a name signed that started with an H. Yes. I don't Ooh, know if anyone Hallister. cares about a Hallister Black Hallister. signature, yeah. but that's pretty cool. If we could... But could every, be a collector's item. But every time we pick up one of these books, it flies away. So it's probably, and this is killing me to say it, not worth sticking around to figure out how to steal books. All right. I like books, but I'm worried about Flessa. What's going up? Yes. To the, what's going on to the north? She needs us. Uh, yeah, you're checking the door to the north. Yes, it's quiet. I peek through the door. Peek, peek, peek through the All door. Right. Peek again. I've only got one set of animations for the door. <laughs> <laughs> the door is open in toward you. Um, so uh, peeking through uh, the room beyond is uh, it's unlit. It's dark. It's very musty and dusty, Peter. Is Grandin it Forge. low light dark? I think it's just dark, dark. That's okay. a scientific term. So, so with my low light vision, I cannot see in it. Uh, you can see that it's a smallish room. It looks like there's some shapes in the back of it, but but nothing's I, moving. I, nothing's moving. No movement. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go inside yep. and see if I can find anything else. All right, Rizwin, you move into the little room. It seems like it's probably some kind of old storage room. Uh, There's a bunch of casks uh, kind of stacked in a pile uh, along the back wall. Ooh, Uh, beer? It looks like it might have been some kind of beer or ale or wine, just based on, you know, caskiness. I don't know. What else do people put in casks? Does it smell like beer? Uh, Dead admirals. Uh, Roll perception. Perception, what is that? Uh, plus eight, I think. No, plus six. 
26, natural 20. Uh, it does smell like dwarven ale. Ooh. And su- surprisingly, well-kept in this, uh, you know, it's things are really dusty, but the temperature seems to be okay here in this little storeroom. So. Is there... I know I'm still hungover from last night, but is there a tap on one of these things? Uh, the, you know, there's a metal tap. I, I don't know a lot about how casks work, but let's say there's <laughs> a metal tap uh, hanging on a little hook next to the casks. Great. Uh, I'm going to pour myself some. All right. What do you need to roll to put a, cor- a, a thing in a thing? <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. What skill? Clearly, dexterity. I guess. Shistek, did you just move your token way off the map where you can't get it? <laughs> I Shistek used the horned ring <laughs> and is gone. Uh, I vote thievery. I think it's a thievery roll. I think dwarves have advantage on all. No, beer-related so rolls. Plus two. If we right, so if we you, flank the barrels, will that help? What am yes. I rolling? I don't know. Do I need to roll a thing? Let's say no. You're a dwarf. It's I'm, I'm going to take. <laughs> I'm taking twenty. I'm, I'm you know, I'm right, my break. Uh, okay. All right, you, uh, you, you. I, I don't know how casks work. I should have done more research. Oh my god, I didn't look up alligators tap, either. Tap uh, the cask. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tap it, the cask and pour myself some. Yeah. How's it smell? You keep a little like mug on your a little travel mug clipped to your of belt. Of course, because sure, you're a dwarf. Yeah. Adventure kit. Yeah. Uh, how's the vintage? You know what? It's pretty good. Uh, I don't, d- does ale get better over centuries? I don't know any no. answers to this question. No, it does not. You know what? But maybe if it's in like a wizard store, yes, yeah, that's it true. Does. Let's just yeah. say, surprisingly, not poisonous. <laughs> Great. Given that it seems to be quite old, it All may right. be that there's some some low level uh, magic keeping it in a state of preservation. I'm gonna finish off a tankard of it while we're okay. looking around this room. And so you do. Anything else here? Nope. Just a lot of casks. Great. Uh, is this wall actually slanted like that? Yep. Great. Uh, anybody else want beer? Can I uh, check the slanted wall no. to see if there's some any uh, secret uh, exits along that wall? I literally have tiles that have slanted walls now. I don't know why that's so suspicious. I don't know. I don't believe you. <laughs> there could be a hollow right. space yeah. behind there. Yeah. Roll something. Perception? <laughs> <laughs> uh sure that's that's a uh uh 12 will peter dragonforge find a secret passage behind this strange wall that's 45 degrees no tune in now to find out because yeah. it's not the end of the it's episode not the, end of the episode you've just confused everybody <laughs> there's it's it's just a wall i know right. it's a 45 degree wall and not a 90 degree corner okay. and that's a that's weird and alien but it's well, fine while, while riswin is uh is offering beer to people i'm gonna go check the next door all right. Uh, Rizwin's offering beer to people. Shistek, Kroka, Melek, do you want to do anything? Uh, I'm... I'm going to take a look at the swampy door. All right. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're, when you say look at, you mean open or check? Or what does that mean? Oh, Tell me about check t- it. Use your words. Can you do every dice roll from here on in in the same, will Shistek find any information <laughs> out about the door? Tune in now. Surely, surely the listeners won't get sick of that. Uh, the door, The door does not appear to be trapped in any way. Great. I rolled a 17. I'm so glad you told me that before I made that really good. I knew what you rolled. I could tell. It had that 17 sound to it. (laughs) I'm down to open it. Kroka, are you? You want to go investigate? Yes, let us see. I think I I gotta move your tokens back. (laughs) Just so I can... Before you guys do that, I wanted to answer the question of what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I'm just standing in the hallway watching for anything. Like, I am not on door duty. I'm just monitoring the overall situation in case anything comes running down the the hall itself. Yes, yeah, exactly. you're supervising. Yes. Excellent. Can't believe uh, nobody right. wants beer. 
The door opens into the hallway, uh, Shastek, and uh, as you open it, the familiar uh, smell of rotting vegetation and dampness wafts out. It smells like home. Um, the room beyond appears to be uh, kind of, you know, it's it's it is your traditional right angles, uh, square tiles. Oh, thank um, God. But oh no, but statues. It's, uh, uh, there are two <laughs> no! large statues in the corners. In the middle of the room, there's basically a swamp. It looks like probably at some point there was like a reflecting pool or something like that. But now it is full of muddy, murky water with all kinds of vegetation growing out. And there's a lot of moss growing uh, up over the statues and over the floor itself. And uh, I'm just going to, uh, Kroka and Shastek, give me a quick nature check. 21. And Shtek gets a 12. All right. Uh, Kroka, you know that, you know, obviously this is a swamp and that's great. You're, you're pro swamp. But specifically, yeah. uh, the source of, of this swamp is the same as the swampy parts of Undermountain that you call home. Uh, so it seems like perhaps uh, your home territory uh, or territory you would be familiar with can't be too far away, though you've never been in this chamber. It has, it has the smell... Of your swamp. Ah, uh, yes. Um, can I... How how deep is this pool? Uh, n hard to know, because it's totally covered with uh, plant life growing on top of it. Because it's a swamp. Um, sunlight. So I have a skill that allows me to convert difficult terrain that is plant-related into normal terrain. Mm -hmm. Could I use that in this case to, like, clear up the... A film of moss and algae mm -hmm. on the surface of the water. Sure. Uh, okay. So you do that, and it 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 kind of it parts for you. You part the swamp. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> so and you can see there's you know there's muddy water below, but it looks like there was kind of a an ornamental pool in the middle of this room that's probably about four feet deep. Gotcha. Okay. So I there's, don't think there's that a pretty this thick layer of like mud and silt on the bottom of it. Okay, so I don't think this could lead anywhere. It's just a It does not pool. seem to be physically connected anywhere, but it, it seems like, it, you know, clearly you know, <laughs> your, your people have a, a, a kind of, you know, the fact that there is a swamp in a dungeon is it's kind of a right. strange thing. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of lore in your tribe about the source of that, and that this Undermountain is connected to the Great Swamp and the, yeah. uh, the, uh, the Lizard god which is probably a dragon that you worship uh is like responsible for that and it, so it seems like you must be getting close to your territory can i do uh, a history check on the statues yes uh 10 plus 2 is 12 uh, the statues, uh, you've seen, you haven't seen these statues before, uh, but they seem to show, uh, a, a, a wizard in kind of a very dramatic pose with a big staff with a, like a, like a gem on the end of it over his head. Uh, and you've seen images of that around, uh, uh, Undermountain before, uh, your people have said that that is the person who created these tunnels originally before the lizard folk came. Uh, so perhaps some of you might conclude that this is a, uh, uh, artistic depiction of house or black cloak um but yeah so this this these statues long predate uh the swamp and the uh the lizard folk uh entrance and, into Undermountain. and when you say gem mm -hmm. do you mean it is a carved depiction of a gem or are there gems uh there it, it appears to just be a carved depiction of a gem Boo. yeah all right nothing to steal then well 
Probably not, unless you really just wanted a rock gem to snap off of a statue, which would require you to touch the statue. Just going to mention that. No, no, don't want that now. Mm -mm. All right, let's hop over to Peter. Peter, what are you doing? I want to listen at this door. It's quiet. I'm going to back up, Peter. I'm going to peek through the door. Rizwin, do you also want to listen at the door? Yeah. It's also quiet. <laughs> I, I like Dungeons and Dragons. The door is oh. quiet here. Do you want to peek open this door? Can I? I would like to uh, check for traps. Okay. Give me a perception check. Uh, 15. The door does not appear to be trapped. Great. Uh, yeah. Peek. Go for it. Peter, you open the door, and uh, a large chamber is beyond. So this room is, is rather strange. Um, there's some shelves in one corner with some dusty relics in it. Uh, there's a pile of supplies uh, just inside the door to your left. It looks like there's kind of a little campsite set up in there. Um, it, uh, in the far corner, there's just all kind of jumbled piles of like people's personal effects. Like you see some boots and cloaks and uh, like scabbards and whatnot. And in the middle of the room, uh, there's some kind of shrine standing there. There's kind of a an angelic looking statue perched over like a uh, a place that people might pray at. And it's got like two little burning candles uh, kind of at the tips of its wings uh, perched over the statue uh, perched over the, uh, the plinth in front of it. Can I roll to see what the statue is? Yeah. Why don't you give me like a religion check? Religion check. Okay. Uh, 11. Not very religious You're, today. Yeah, not feeling, you know, it's been a long day. You got a lot of rocks dropped on your head. Um, it, it's still it's hard to say, you know, it, it, it the kind of, it the angel depiction is kind of uh, like vague. It's not, it seems kind of like a generic depiction of a, an angel as opposed to like the idea of an angel as opposed to like a specific angel. Uh, you mm. know, usually angels are associated with what we think of as the good religions, but you know, that's coming from a very, it's coming from a very surface dweller point of view. Um, but yeah, you're not you're not sure specifically. Uh, there is a bunch of kind of uh, things kind of inscribed around the base of the statue and uh, on the plinth in front of it. Uh, but it nothing is kind of immediately jumping out at you in terms of like, oh, that's the symbol of so and so. I should also mention uh, there's a bunch of rubble in kind of the southeast corner of this room, and it looks like a wall has collapsed on the eastern side, and there's like a, a hole in the wall uh, there. Do do people see that? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to yeah. ask because okay. is there any way out of this room because we're trying to find a way uh, mm -hmm. out and is that hole would that be considered potentially a way out seems or you know it could just be a place that needs some spack spackle unclear uh, -huh. uh malik you haven't done anything in a little while would you like to do something no i'm going to stay right here i expect at least one room to need help and i don't know which room yet you're right right now you're prepared <laughs> to help in both places uh all right who wants to do something next I, um, hmm. I mean, we're, we're pretty much done investigating this room, so maybe the lizard folk can rejoin you in the hallway before anyone pushes too far away from us. Sure, why don't you do that? I'm going to investigate these supplies in the, um, the camp fight. Okay. To see if it's recent. You want to move into the room and check stuff out? All right, give me a perception check. 17. Uh, you check around the supplies. It does look like, you know, somebody probably, possibly some kind of adventuring group. There's some backpacks and crates and whatnot here. Um, some very old dried rations in it. There's a little campfire that's been made next to it. 
it is stone cold. No, nobody, if there, so clearly at some point someone had made a little campfire here. There's still a pot swinging over uh, the little uh, place where there could be a fire, but it has not been lit in a long is, time. Is there mold looks growing like on the stuff inside the pot? Uh, yeah, there's a little bit of, of, of growth on there. So great. Looks, uh, looks so like this is, this is kind of an abandoned campsite that's been here for a long time. Okay. I'm going to see if I can kind of go over here into the rubble and All see right, you're, cli you're climbing yeah. up on the rubble, looking through the hole in the wall. Yeah, there. I want to see if, if this is a way to get us sort of back out of the dungeony part and into the cavey part where we're, you know, where we were trying to get back to. Mm -hmm. uh, so it looks like uh, you can see kind of like there's this hole in the wall that's collapsed. Uh, and it looks like there's almost like two layers of, of wall kind of building up this area of the dungeon. And that it kind of completely collapsed through and you see kind of, uh, it looks like a swampy area beyond to the east through the hole. Ah, uh, okay. I turn around and if Croak uh, is in the doorway there, I'm going to say, hey, I think I see some swampy area back over here. Oh, I will inspect that myself. Swamp? Where? <laughs> How are swamps down here? Where's like... It's gotta be some light for this algae. Our, our, our uh, god Magic. has created swamps mm. for us to live in. Mm. This is our destiny to live here. Shtek floats Pepe Le Pew style uh, through the scent of the swamp over where Croca is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what do we see now that we're kind of in that area? Uh, it looks like there is a narrow passageway beyond uh, that has been flooded and filled with uh, swamp water, and there's some some plant life there. So it looks like there's basically kind of there's some some kind of uh, greenery, and then kind of a I don't know if you want to call it a pool or a puddle, uh, but there's a bunch of just water, and then it looks like the kind of tunnel takes a right turn to the south, and it does look like there's some more kind of uh, you know uh, stonework to the south uh, of a tunnel leading to the south. So uh, it looks like you could take this little dogleg tunnel uh, to the southeast if you are so inclined. Uh, Malik, what are you want to do anything in this room? There's more books. Um, I would like to just glance at the uh, the bags and people's personal possessions and stuff to see if there's any stuff of people we know. Okay, up here? Yeah. Like the Flessa's bag or whatever isn't up here, right? Yeah. So you look around and, you know, you have traveled with Flessa and Alestrin and Acrid for some time. Uh, you know, Flessa's got very distinctive uh, serpent skin armor right now. Uh, Alestrin has uh, his his quiver, which has like a, it's got his initials on it, really dramatically, really big. Uh, <laughs> just an O. Yeah, just one O, <laughs> but it's real fancy. Um, uh, it's like an Ouroboros O uh, of Alestrin, like eating his feet. Uh, so <laughs> strange that guy, cannon. Alestrin. We'll yeah, canon. Um, uh, yeah, players love that um, when you decide their appearance in sessions they're not in. Uh, so you would you would immediately recognize uh, their various things. Uh, I forget if Acrid has any uh, distinctive objects other than that. Acrid is a huge dragonborn, so they're have to be sized appropriately and i'm gonna say uh there does not appear to be anything like that uh that would connect to your missing compatriots uh the stuff here does look kind of old and it's weird it's just kind of junk right like some boots and belts and scabbards a uh, couple pieces of like leather armor um but it's all and it's all kind of like old and 
you know, does, it doesn't look great. I mean, maybe it's just kind of, maybe the humidity of the swamp has kind of eaten away at a little bit, but it's all kind of frayed and gross. This was a hoarder. Hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, Rizwin, do you want to do anything? You're, you're over by the campfire. Yeah. Uh, I want to inspect the shrines more. Okay. It looks um, kind of glowy. So you move over to the shrine. So there's a, there's a bunch of kind of, um, uh, uh, you know, sigils and carvings around the base of it. Do you want to try and do that, or what? What, what, what kind sure. of inspection would would be helpful to you? Is there anything on the altar? Is there like you mm -hmm. know? I already tried to read the things and I didn't recognize mm -hmm. anything from a cursory glance, but maybe yep. a more involved glance could find something. Okay, give me a perception check. Ten. Uh, you know, good. it's it's really hard. To, the the uh, the writing, like it's 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 you know, it's old and it's maybe it's it's. You are not sure with a 10, is it that it's worn away or are these, you know, language that you don't know? It's that kind of, you know, blurry and incomplete. Uh, it mm. does seem like there might be some kind of compartment in the base of the statue in front of the little platform in, in front of the, the kind of angel uh, thing. Like it, it oh. the, the, uh, you're kind of checking around and it like it's got kind of a hollow echo to it. I try to open it. OK, uh, as you try to open it, uh, the statue kind of. God melts forward Statue. and oh. wallops you on the head. How? So, um, why don't you roll initiative? Uh, I'm going to add the statue to the initiative order. Statues. Uh, I rolled a five. All right. Um, let's see. Do I use the d20 that doesn't roll great, or do I do different things? Is everyone rolling initiative? Yeah, everyone should roll initiative. Um, let me... Ooh. Oh no, critical I'm so fail, glad Shtek is on yeah, another nature walk while crap's going down in the room behind him. Shtek, <laughs> <laughs> you're now part of a dungeoneering party, and what do we not do to dungeoneering parties? Split them. Uh, Valuable. He learning. was not the one who split it last time. That was our fearless leader. Everyone else was in the bottom quadrant. I wasn't. <laughs> feel like we're kind of two parties that occasionally are in the same location <laughs> yeah we kind of are uh so the uh statue seems like it's probably not a statue um because it kind of lashes out at you with kind of a kind of a pseudopod like effect um so ooh, that's my my die that had not done well has suddenly done well uh oh, no. Rizwin, uh this that would be a 31 verse ac yeah, that's going to hit. So something wallops you in the head for 14 Ow. damage. Ow! I have added the statue to the initiative order. I'm going to roll initiative for the statue. Um, <laughs> it looks like the statue gets to go first. Uh, the statue is just going to go ahead and do that again. Ow. Uh, well, it rolled considerably lower this time. It's going to get a 16 versus AC. That does not hit. All right, I will tell you, uh, you have been, from the first time it walloped you, uh, you have been grabbed uh, by, the, uh, by the statue, um, mm -hmm. and it's going to kind of squeeze you uh, for five points of damage. Ow. And this is, you are having a very strange effect because it's not like the statue's arm. It's almost like the head of the statue kind of like lumped out and like encircled you. And it's all sticky and acidic. And you are just being squeezed by this kind of strange thing that looked like a statue that is not a statue. Um, I, am, I am bloodied now. 
Yikes. Uh, wow. Shastek. All right, I turn around. Oh my God, statues can do that? I haven't been a part of this campaign. And I uh, swing To a... your knowledge, statues cannot do that. <laughs> uh, I swing my Luckblade Greatsword. Is that an issue with uh, being Rizwin being grabbed? Will I hurt Rizwin? Nope, you just don't, not unless you want to. <laughs> really don't want to. Appreciate that. That's a 14 versus AC. You fail to connect. You you know you hit something and it's just it's solid and you do no damage to this horrible thing that was a statue. Will the prophecy of Dragonforge and Associates be finally fulfilled? In which you weren't afraid enough of statues and you all got killed by statues, <laughs> like I tried to do be- way back on the very first episode of Dragonforge and Associates. Or will you somehow survive? Is this a statue? No, it's totally not. Why would you ask that question, Tony? Uh, tune in next time to find out on Total Party kill.